Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. And so it's an honor for me to stand um, before you this afternoon to share the word of God and thank you to the leadership of this church for trusting me. (laughs) Um, And so I would like to read the word of God from the book of John chapter 14. That's John chapter 14 from verse 25 to 31. I think it will come up on the screen in a minute. So that's John chapter 14, 25 to 31. So I shall start to read. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you'll be glad that I'm going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I've told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you'll believe. I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us live. May God bless his word. Amen. And so today I want to talk about peace. Peace. And mostly emphasizing on John chapter 14, verse 27, where Jesus says, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And so what is peace, you may ask? And I looked at a very, very quick, brief definition. And he said, you know, Freedom from disturbance. There's nothing disturbing me. I've got peace. Nothing. I'm not thinking about it. Nothing, nothing. I'm at peace. And so in our lives, we've got the ideal of what peace is. So my daughter who is nine. She's got this um, habit or tendency where she comes on from school and she sits in the living room and If anyone comes to ask you for anything, mom, I just want peace and quiet. So you're nine. (laughs) What is peace and quiet? Or if your brother comes, if you got, you know, he asks, I just want peace and quiet. She has her own ideal of what peace and quiet is. And some of us here, all of us, I'm sure, we do have our idea of what we would term. I just want my peace and quiet. And for some of us, it's 
Today, I am not talking to anyone. I turn off my phone. I do not get out of my door. I don't, I'm not getting out of my house. I'm not turning on my telephone. I'm not turning on the television. Peace. I'm at peace with myself. But we know that's not possible forever, don't we? We have to go to work. You have to speak to your family members. And you know, some, you, you just speak to somebody, they just say something that throws you off. You just, your mind just goes for it. Before you know it, that freedom from disturbance is gone. We have no peace of mind. And for those maybe days we think, actually, I'm not getting outside. It's a Saturday. I'm not going to work. I don't want to answer in telephone. If anyone could call, say, I'm not here. I just want my peace and quiet. And you know, some of us know, that even when you are by yourself, you do not have peace. Your mind is not at rest. You worry. You're anxious. Even when you're by yourself. And so there are many things that disrupt our peace. And that's a given. The world wants peace. On the 21st of September, 2020, it's International Peace Day. A day to commemorate a world without war. A world without violence. But you and I know that's not an ideal because some of us here would have flown away or you flee from countries where there's war, there's violence in our time as we speak. Yes, we'll have a day to celebrate that. We are desiring peace, but somehow we are not attaining it. And so there's a peace that the world gives. But Jesus here is talking about a different peace. He's talking to his disciples and it's their last supper before he dies. The disciples have fellowshiped with him. They've walked with him. They've had good times with him and they've shared bread. They've shared stories. They've shared experiences. They've seen this man at work. They've enjoyed everything that they've done with him. But today, in this passage we've just read, they are sitting together, fellowshipping with Jesus. But what happens here is that Jesus tells them something that disturbs their peace. He tells them, I'm leaving. He tells them, I had, I am going to leave, but the way I'm going to leave is uh, I will be betrayed. I, I'm going to go through this. I'll, I'll die. I'll, what are you talking about? It's been good. Well, in fact, Peter then says, when Jesus, I'm going to be with the Father. No, we'll come with you. We will come. 
But Jesus said, no, you're not. So he's telling them the news that startles them, that disturbs their peace, brings a little bit of worry to them. And I wonder how many of us here who are experiencing some worry of some sort, fear of some sort, anxiety of some sort, be it because of the things that are happening around us or really the things in our heads and our minds, the things in our homes, we are not at peace. But do not worry. You are not alone. The disciples felt the same. They are receiving this news and they are trying to grasp it. In fact, they are not really getting what he's saying. And just before the passage, Jesus talks and he says, one of you will betray me. In fact, Judas has left the room. But the disciples are not really getting it. They are trying to grasp it. It's, it's just no. The ideal. But Jesus is leaving them. And I want you to know this afternoon, if you are here and you've got no peace, you're not alone. You're not alone. But this peace Jesus is talking about, it is only given by God. We can't find it anywhere else. The world cannot give us as Jesus gives. It's only given by God. Only by God. And so, in our desire to just have that little peace and quiet, just to feel a little bit, we are seeking it outside the will of God. We'll never find it. Because you see, the world will tell us, you know, self-medicate. So we use drugs, we use alcohol, we use all sorts. The world will teach us, you see, you can run away if you can't deal with it. Just hide from it. But who knows what you don't confront does not go away. It will catch up with you at some point. And so if we are here this afternoon, I want you to grasp this. That the real peace to settle our hearts, to empower our lives, is only given by God. Only by God. Through his spirit. Amen. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That if you want this peace that God gives, 
Pray to God for it. Ask God for it. In fact, it's God's desire that we have his peace. He gives it as a gift to us. He wants us to have it. How do we know this? Psalm 29, 11 says this. The Lord gives strength to his people. That's you and I. And the Lord blesses his people with peace. He does bless us with it. He wants us to have it. Let's pray to God for it. Ask God for his peace. And the peace that God gives, it is available to all. It is available to everyone. Everyone sitting here, everyone who is not sitting here, can have the peace of God. In John 17, 20, still Jesus is still with the disciples. The, he's talked to them about what is about to happen. And he starts praying for them. He then makes this prayer, John 17, uh, verse 20. He prays for the believers. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. That's the disciples. I pray also for those who believe, who believe in me through their message. So that's you and I. We had the message we believed. And so Jesus is praying for us here. That all the things he said about to the disciples, we also will receive such. So it's not just to the disciples, it's to us as well. We can have the peace of God. Amen. We can have it. This peace is the inner peace. Peace that comes from inside to outside. It's not peace that we found outside and bring it in. It comes from within. How does that happen? In John 14, 25, you've just read, Jesus says, all these have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father who sent in my name will teach you all things and will remind you all, will remind you of everything I've said to you. So he tells them that this God who sent you the Holy Spirit. And he repeats that himself, Jesus, again in John 16, 7. He says, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. It's important that Jesus said to go so the Holy Spirit could come to us. So Jesus is gone. We have the Holy Spirit. What does he do? Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Forbearance, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness. But the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is peace. And so if we have the Holy Spirit, we invite him into our hearts. He's working within us. And so one of the fruits that should be seen working from within us outwards is the peace of God. Why? Because the Spirit of God is doing a work within us that produces peace. And so if you are here today, you do not have the Spirit of God. Invite him into your life. Because you will keep fighting your own battles. And it's tiring. You do it on your own. And it's tiring. God wants you to work with him. The spirit of God wants to fight your battles. Wants to steady you. He wants to be inside of you and... He wants you to, to have peace. And so if you haven't invited him, call upon him. Ask God for his spirit. That we can walk with the peace of God. Amen. The peace of God equips us for life. What do I mean by that? Jesus says here in John 14, 29. That's the passage you've read. I have told you now before it happens. So that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded. Jesus openly tells his disciples about the battle, if you like, he's going to face. This is Jesus we are talking about. That's why it's difficult, if it was difficult for the disciples to understand, why, is it, why, why would he even be betrayed? Why would he allow himself to be betrayed? Why would he allow himself to be arrested or to be beaten or to be crucified? This is Jesus. He is all powerful. We sing a song, he could have sent 10,000 angels, but it, he didn't. He had to fast. The rawness of the cross. The anguish. He had to face death. In such a horrible manner. But he doesn't embellish it here. He tells them, look. The prince of this world, which is the devil. He's coming. He's not going to run away from him. In fact, you go and face it, 
as difficult as it's going to be, he's facing it. He's coming. But I want you to know that I choose to do the will of the Father. He does not hide anything from them to make them feel good or, oh, look, I'm all powerful, Jesus. So, you know, let's play it down. No. He tells them, I am going to walk through quite tough times. We see how tough it was even for Peter when you watch Jesus on the cross, going to the cross. Peter is asked, are you one of them? He says, no. I don't know the man. It was a tough time for the disciples. But Jesus had to really tell them what it was. And I wonder in our lives that when we don't have the peace of God or when we desire to to feel good or to not worry about things, we start to look for, for some peace in other things. That we, we refuse to accept our reality. We hide from who we are. We spend so many days of our lives or years of our lives wanting to be somebody else. I want what Liliana has got. I want your hair. I want Marian's clothes. I want Elizabeth's house. I want Jolie's body. <laughs> but you, are, you see the, how it is that, as I am saying it, but we, we leave it sometimes without noticing it. I wonder, wonder how am I ever going to achieve that? It's impossible. But we lose sleep over it. If only I could have that, 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 I will have peace. So we spend so many days of our life, we spend so many months, so many years pursuing that which is never meant to be for us. And we have no peace at all. And for some of us, really, it's, it's a matter of if only I was born in another family. Anyone? <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. If only I, w- I was born in that family. If the next door neighbors were my parents, I wouldn't be this. I would be better. If, if I was born in the 1600s, life would have been better then because they didn't have any computers. Oh, it's so difficult nowadays to fulfill your call because of everything that's going around us. But if only we were born then, 
you know, people just used to gather and family was like this and that. We've got our, whatever we've had happened then because we were not there. And so we are forever not looking at our today, fantasizing about if we had lived then or if maybe next year we'll be different. But we are not living in today. We are in denial of our reality. We are not accepting our seasons in life. If you like, Jesus embraced it. This is the season we are in. Guys, this is how it's going to be like. You will be tried. You will be tempted. You will be shaken. But keep moving on because we have the peace of God. And so I want to encourage you this afternoon. If you are spending your life comparing, wanting what you shouldn't have, I want you to look to Jesus. That he has not made a mistake with you. That at this point in time, he has called you for it. That it's not a mistake to be sitting with the people you are sitting with. It's not a mistake to have the family you've got. It's not a mistake to be in the job that you are in. It's not a mistake to be in the church you are in. And so when we embrace it like that, that he who created me knows me, he's in control, I want to have everything that he wants me to have in this time. But we cannot have that if we are forever running away from our own selves. We want to accept who we are in Christ. Who are we? What has God asked us to do in this time and place? It's not meant to be easy. We live in a world full of chaos. There's disturbances. It's it's scary sometimes. And we know we've got no powers to do anything much about it. But what we have is the peace of God. When we have the peace of God, we can walk in this world. We can say, our God is in control. We are not fearful of anything. Jesus is in control, my friends. He's in control of your life. So take a good look in the mirror, if you like, when you get home. Say, who is this person? Say, this person, I love you. You are not a mistake. 
even to be on this earth, in this point in time, there is a divine purpose for you all. But ask for the peace of God in your life. So God can work with you. I remember when I was young, I was young once. Uh, Yeah, I'm still young. I know, I know, I know, I know. Thank you very much. (laughs) I was young once, younger than this young. And I, uh, I used to go to school. So that's the young I'm talking about. I don't go to school now. I used to. And um, term time, when term finishes, we would go back home. And um, I, I had a stepmom. But I, 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 I lived with my mother. But I had a stepmother as well. And so what would happen is that when term finishes, come time to go back home, I'd go back home to my mom. But so it happened that as I growing a little bit older in school, I'm hanging out with cooler friends. I wanted to be part of the cool girls, you know. You know what I'm talking about? No? I'm the only sinner here today. <laughs> but, you know, so, but it's, it, was, it was lovely, I thought. And so what started to be apparent to me is that Whenever we go back to school, my friends would talk about the latest music videos they would have watched during the holidays, right? And I didn't have much to talk about because at my mother's house, we didn't have a television. In fact, we had later on, we had a black and white one, but that was later, but we didn't have any. And so what will happen is that when I go back to school, I've got nothing to say. I'm sitting with this group of friends. Oh, did you see the letters? Oh, Tony Braxton has brought these. Oh, my goodness. And I'm there laughing at everyone. But I felt so embarrassed by it. Why shouldn't I say something cool? And I thought to myself, that's it got a cunning plan. My stepmother had a television. She had a telephone as well. We didn't have either at my mother's house. So I thought, when the term ends next, the next term ends, I'm not going straight to my mom's. I'm going to stop by my stepmom's just to watch TV. <laughs> and so the term ends, I, said to, I wrote a letter to my mother, I'm not coming home straight got to stop by my stepmoms because I need to do some studying. <laughs> she just didn't understand as if you need to study how, you know, you just need space. But anyway, she left me to pass by my stepmom. So I went. I just wanted to watch TV. I just wanted to see what are the latest music videos that meant so much to us then? I know probably for you all, it's nothing. But then it meant you are cool. Your home has got a TV. You know the latest things, you know. It was big. And so I gave my stepmom's telephone number to my friends. And I said, that's my house phone. You can call me. 
So, of course, I had to be at my stepmom's house if they were to call me. But I had to be very strict with my friends and say, you can't call me on such, such days because I knew I would have gone back to my mom's. So, there were specific days there to call me on that number. Right, cool, isn't it? It was lovely. And then when I went back to school, I joined in the conversation. I was one of the cool girls. Yes, you called me on my telephone. Yeah. But I realized then that I was not happy with this. I had no peace of mind. Because I'm thinking, if they call my stepmom's phone and I'm not there, she answers, she tells patients doesn't live here. What will happen when I go back to school? I'll be bastard, isn't it? I will lose friends because I'm lying to them. They will laugh at me. That desire to look cool is no longer cool anymore. I am a liar. And so I became a slave to my own lies, to my own fears. Fear that do not answer if someone with this name calls. It's my phone. You don't tell me who to answer. And so I became quite enslaved into my own lies. Thank God I had to stop doing it. I am my mother's daughter, I realized. My mother with no television, my mother with no telephone, that's my mom, that's my home. If I can't be proud of coming from there, being sent to that school by that woman, then I'm I'm a living lie. I have the problem. And if these friends could not accept me because I don't have a telephone at home, and I do not have a television at home, they are not my friends. And I want to throw it to us this afternoon. That for some of us, what lies are we living? What fears have gripped us that we've got no peace? The desires to have good and cool friends. We are hanging out with people we shouldn't. We are dabbling in in things we shouldn't at all. And we've become slaves to them. The devil has got a grip on us. Jesus says, yes, the prince of this world is coming. But guess what? He's got no hold on me. But I choose to do the will of the father. Yes, he's coming. And some of you, you've been unsettled in your life. The devil has played havoc in your lives. But guess what? I encourage you to do the will of the Father in the midst of this chaos. That the peace of God will sustain you to walk through it. To go through it. I encourage you. 
For some, we've made the mess. Pastor Phil last week talked about the fights in our lives. The fights sometimes to know when to engage in one and to really stop. I know that God only can fight that. But for some of us, we, we've already fought some fights we shouldn't have taken on. Fights. We're taking on fighting for our egos, fighting for, for our greedy, fighting for our selfishness. And you know you've lost. You know you've made a mess of it. You know you can't keep fighting the way you are doing it because you never win. And so I want you today to own up to that. To say, I put my hands up. I made a mess of it. I did. That was my doing. Now, Jesus, take it. Take it. When we start to be honest with God, He cleans up our mess more than we, we could ever do ourselves. Own up to it. Some people have caused the mess in your life. Tell Jesus about it. You don't have to keep blaming. He knows. He knows. And I wonder what's your reality today? Who are you? What has God called you to do? That you've been giving excuse after excuse. It's so hard, we know. But this is our time. This is your time. If you are 30 this year, God bless you. You will never be 30 again. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm not 30, by the way. It, it is life. It is, that's the reality of it. If you turn 41 today, you are never going to be 41 again. It adds up. But this is your time. This is all we've got. This is the time we've got. These are the people we've got that God has given into our lives. And so what are we going to do about it? We can spend our lives running away from it all. Running away from them. Blaming them. But not confronting and accepting our reality. Our place in this world. Our place in Jesus And so when the peace of God comes, when he rules our lives, we've got nothing to hide. We've got nothing to hide. Psalm 139 says, I'll read up to verse 7. You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit 
When I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before your word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You have me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? We cannot lie or hide from God. That's impossible. And whatever has taken your peace, whatever is causing you to worry, I want you to give it to God. Because he who is faithful, he started a good work in you, is absolutely faithful to see it complete. He knows you. Why can't we be honest with the one who knows us? Let's pursue the peace. Psalm 34, 14 says, if the team can come back. Psalm 34, 14. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Pursue it. We have to make a choice. I'm pursuing peace, the peace of God. I want us to be encouraged this afternoon. That as we look around, let's not be discouraged by what we see. Let's not be discouraged by what we think people are doing or what's happening in our lives. But instead, let's hold on to this peace of God that actually we know. We have come to know Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the peace of God and we know beyond any shadow of doubt that God is in control. God is in control of everything. You don't need to fret. May the peace of God dwell in your hearts. Dwell in your lives. Dwell in your homes. That you can carry out the will of the Father in your lives. Why don't we all stand? Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.